When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game, this time on the road on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke. I have requisitioned the help of my good friends from the Greater Manchester area, Al and Nick, to give me a little bit of a match day special for your delectation and delight. And um, we've also got Clive Steed, who's a member of FAB and a member of Seagulls Over London, who has been making his debut a couple of episodes ago on the podcast. He was up at the game as well, so he's given us his thoughts, along with his friend and business partner, Scott, who was making his debut. So thank you to all four of them for their contributions, and also to Alan, our good friend of the show, who is on the Nick and Al segment of this Match Day special. So here they all are. Thanks, Russ. So here we are then. We're just uh, on the motorway heading down south from Manchester to Stoke. And and actually, the big question is that everyone wants to know, can they do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? And of course, I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about us. Can we actually manage to record any podcast that's worth listening to uh, this evening? Um, Yeah, so uh, over over to Nick, um, who has... uh, Yeah, we've got a few things to worry about. First of all, we've got a couple of injuries. Uh, we've also got a cold Tuesday night in Stoke to worry about with our Argentinian uh, World Cup winner. How's he going to get on uh, doing? Um, yeah, playing in a cold Tuesday night in Stoke, and then also we just seem to manage to make life really difficult for ourselves at times, don't we? As well. So yeah, what do you reckon, it? Well, first of all, it's definitely cold <laughs> as we as we wend our way down to Stoke. Um, but yeah, I think. One of the, another game where I'm worried about this. We shouldn't be worried, should we? I mean, they're 17th in the, the Championship. We're eighth in the Premier League. I mean, on, on on just on that, we should be winning this game quite comfortably, sort of two, three nil. But we, are you saying we should be beating teams like Stoke? Yeah? I was trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> we should be we should be beating teams like Stoke. But 
we know famously we do not beat no, teams like No, we really like don't. Stoke. We really do not. No, I mean, we haven't, according to these stats here, we've only played three times since 2011. We haven't won yet, and apparently we have never won at Stoke since 1961, something like that. I've never seen us win there. No, I've never seen us win there, but we never saw us win at Everton until recently. Yeah. And we famously saw them win at Everton. So maybe that's a, a good sign for us. Yeah. Um, we've got quite a good away record at the moment, you and I. Yeah. Uh, we've got a good record in the cup down in the Midlands. We saw them beat West Brom. Yeah. So, that was last year, wasn't it? That was last year. Just after New Year. Yeah, and it was a sort of similar day, wasn't it? A cold, miserable day. Yeah, grey <laughs> and overcast. <laughs> Not allowed in pubs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I think um, worried. Hopefully it doesn't go to um, extra time penalties. But yeah, I think um, I'm going for something like a 2 0 or a 3 1, I think. Um, but it really does just depend. He puts out a strong team and he's he's worried, isn't he? He's been saying he doesn't want to go yeah. through the child experience again. Well, our last two games finished 1 0. Um, I was really fed up after the, after the Fulham 1 0 because I felt that. Yeah, it really was a smashing grab. But uh, but yeah, obviously that our last game that finished one nil before that was a one nil to us. So I think it, I, yeah, I'm going to go with a one nil. But if it does go to extra time and penalties, um, we were just saying I think we we've, we've got Steel in goal probably, um, who's a far better. Well, we think he's a far better penalty take uh, yeah, saver anyway. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably the, the keeper that you'd want, um, given that it's extra time and penalties tonight rather than a replay. Well, Sanchez has never saved a penalty, has he? So, um... I've not seen him save one, although he did get very close, didn't he? Um, the last penalty that he had, he managed to parry it, yeah. but then they got it on the rebound. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, I think I think we're, we're they're talking about, well, who are the, who are the players are out? Steve Penan? Steve Penan's out. Sully March is injured. And Colwell's not back yet. So there's two quite, well, two players are on top form at the moment. Yeah. Definitely out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he'll bring in, they're talking about bringing in um, Salmiento. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'd be happy with Salmiento. Like, you think that's on our, you know, he's on our bench and yeah. it's come up against the championship side. And Cisco, he played quite well in the um, under 23 the other night, didn't he? And he scored a couple, so he could come back in. Yeah. And there's that Gilmore. New- Gilmore, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's um, who's that new lad? Buarte or someone like that. I can't remember. Uh, Boy and Arte. Yeah. Yeah. Who just signed up in uh, uh, in January? Yeah. So he might get his first team. Yeah. He might come on. Outing. Um, so it'd be interesting to see any of those come in because if you remember, we saw West Brom a year ago they brought all the kids in didn't they yep. they, did, they, they acquitted themselves well in those games yeah they did and also against Middlesbrough there were quite a few kids in the squad yeah, yeah. against Middlesbrough as well although admittedly it was uh, it was Ali Mack and uh, and, those, uh, and uh, yeah the kind of first team squad that really made the difference yeah so um, I, I think I think we'll we'll see how it goes like I said Hopefully the away end's going to be packed. Hopefully there'll be a good atmosphere. I know Stoke City will, will Stoke Stoke up a good atmosphere. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Fun. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll see we'll see how it goes, shall we? But I mean, more importantly, is um, do we or don't we go for a pre-match beer and where? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the time it is with a stupid o'clock kickoff at quarter past seven. Yeah. And given you and I have both been at work today, in Manchester. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's a case of we're going to go straight to the ground and see what happens. Although there's a really good pub in Stoke, I think it's called the White Star, and it's, they do those White Star. Is it a White Star or a White something line 
the Starline pubs, which do all okay. the, they do all beers named after the Titanic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. That would have been a good one to go to. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've run out of time, unfortunately, yeah. today for that. Well, so we'll have to go for a, uh, one of the usual Heinekens or something in the ground. Oh dear. No, I think I'm going to stick with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather drink coffee than that, to be honest. Uh, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Great, well, um, well, we'll see how we go, and, and hopefully we won't be singing my, my, my Delilah tonight. Because oh, <laughs> I'm not married to Delilah, am I? I'm like, why would I be? Yeah. Anyway, they're not allowed to sing it anymore, are they? So, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're here in Stoke, ready for um, <clears throat> Brighton versus Stoke in the FA Cup. Um, hopefully witnessing Lewis Dunk's um, 400th game. And uh, so Clive here from the Fab and Seagulls over London and Seagulls over uh, anything else that I seem to be able to sign up to. I'm also joined with uh, my business partner today, uh, Scott Ward Goodwin. So um, although only my second time on the pod, it's also uh, Scott's first time on the pod. So um, maybe Scott, you could tell us about how you got your name, Scott Ward Goodwin. Is it what we all think and hope it's going to be? Um, so over to Scott. Hi Clive, hi everyone. It um, it is indeed. So many moons ago, my father worked at uh, Ho Fire Station, which was down the road from the beloved Goldstone Ground. And back in the day, um, the order stewards used to be um, brought along to the Goldstone Ground. And I can't remember the cost, but I think it was like three quid a match. So my dad got roped in to being head steward and became an avid Brighton fan and um, yeah so I came along pitch a patter of feet and I was named Scott Ward Goodwin and I've actually got a photo of Peter Ward holding me as a baby um, and I used to go to every home game when I was sort of a uh, young lad or really young and used to be sort of put on the side and at one stage I was even sat on the bench so um, yeah imagine that happening in the Premier League these days but yeah I used to sit on the sort of on the bench and they used to keep me warm or the spot and the coat around me and uh, been a Brighton fan ever since since sort of the 70s really and uh, what you hope for this evening what we think about the game Oh, it's one of those ones, can he do it on a rainy day in Stoke or whatever, but I, I think the guys have got it tonight. I think we're a very hard team to play, and these smaller teams can sort of plan for the likes of sort of City, but I think we're unpredictable, and I think we're just splay the ball around too quickly, so um, I think we get an early goal, and I'm looking for 2-3-0, I think. Mm, interesting, I mean, it's uh, straight penalties tonight, there's no extra time. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Steele plays. Um, I think that would be, or if Sanchez starts. I mean, it's um, he's already spoken about Dunk starting. I think it's going to be a good game. Looking forward to it. Always excited. Um, I just hope it's not a repeat of our Charlton experience that I had was it just before Christmas with the, in the League Cup. But um, yeah, always hopeful. And um, we'll join you soon from some live footage from the ground. Um, Chris Jonas and Janet are here. We met them in the hotel for a drink beforehand. So friends of Seagulls over London and the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll come back to some audio from the ground and hopefully with the uh, Brighton fans in good voice. Okay, so we're in the back of a taxi on the way to the ground. Um, it's been interesting. This is the fourth time we've recorded this because every time we open our app, uh, the team changes but um, anyway so we, we did that thing where you leave London um, at lunchtime ready for an evening game very leisurely journey up here 
a um, couple of beers, become a couple more beers. Should we grab a bite to eat before the game? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Bump into Chris, a couple more beers, and all of a sudden we now find ourselves in a foot race to the ground. Anyway, the, the teams are out, and here we go. So in goal, we've got Jason Steele, my lord. Um, back four of Lamptey. Um, I wish I had my glasses. Um, and uh, Van Heck, Dunk, and Growth. Growth, which are yeah, pretty solid. No one's that surprised by that. We then got Saramento, uh, McAllister, uh, Matoma, shown in the middle, which I can't really believe, but who knows. Caicedo and um, Burienti, who I can't pronounce. And then up front, Evan Ferguson. Interestingly, so, we've had that app open, and that formation is not just my eyes. That formation, that's the third adjustment in the last few minutes. So this is as of 6.35, but at 6.33 it was completely different. So yeah. who knows what the lineups are. And that's nothing to do with beer or the ability for old men to read things in small text or anything else. Or is Deserby playing games? Or is Deserby playing games, yeah. Um, who, who knows? But uh, yeah, it seems that strong. I mean, we were chatting with Chris in the uh, bar earlier and we fancy still to start. It's a sort of, there's a bit of a cup thing going on there. I think it's also quite good if it goes to penalties. Um, you know, I probably fancy him over um, Sanchez on penalties, to be honest. So, um, yeah. Well, so, what are we? Now, sort of about, yeah, quarter seven. Um, so, we should hopefully just get to the ground in time, grab a bit of the atmosphere, maybe another pie and a pint, and um, off we go. <laughs> so, at the ground, sort of, uh, there's a countdown, five minutes to go. And a slightly strange atmosphere, really, in that um, even in the concourse, a bit of singing and the Stevie Cobble song and all that sort of going on, but um, it just feels a little bit subdued, really. Maybe a Tuesday night in Stoke isn't what we uh, were hoping for, but yeah, quite a limited uh, turnout from Stoke fans. I look to my left, there's a whole sort of stadium or stand to the left that's pretty much empty. Press box is pretty full. Um, there's a section of the corner that's pretty quiet and yeah it all sounds a little bit quiet and a bit subdued really for um, yeah, what could be a great opportunity for the Albion to do something a bit special this evening hopefully and as I say that the crowds start to get going but uh, Yeah, so down the concourse at half time, it's live and right up. Evan Ferguson's goal, look pretty comfortable. I mean, no doubt people at home watch it on telly and uh, I've got a view, but yeah, not really a great deal of threat. I think it's a real Premier League Championship difference this evening so far. Let's hope it continues. Um, yeah, looking quite comfortable so far, I would say. Half time, 1 0, but it could be a very different story. Um, we're here with Alan and, uh, and Nick here at, at the, um, the stadium that's interestingly got an entire side of the stadium closed on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke, so even Stoke can't do a cold Tuesday night in Stoke. So, um, yeah, Alan, what was your take on that half? 
extremely nervous uh, first half really I mean I'm not sure what we were doing at the back it was uh, it was very very nerve wracking uh, I think as Nick said basically they wanted to have five touches inside the box yeah. and uh, they weren't they had to do it before they they, they, they passed out Dunk gave a ball away a few times yeah. Caicedo um, saved us a few times he picked up a few fouls yeah. um, but we got we're one nil up it's a fantastic ball by Dunk yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and a good cross and Ferguson was there slotted, popped it back in the back of the net so you can't complain great cross from Mittimer yeah. playing Ferguson um, there was a, a point where they were passing around in our six yard box the defenders were passing it around their striker and then Jason Steele of course had that save right at the end of the half about three or four minutes before the end of the half which which looked like it was going into me yeah, it, was a fan, it was a really good save yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had the chances Stoke uh, you know but uh, we've given them the chances, really. Yeah. I think uh, we, you know, we're, hold, we're trying to keep hold of the ball, but we're just trying to push that push it a little bit too much, I think, at the back. Yeah. So it's a little bit nervy. In a way, I'm quite glad they're going to be doing it at the other end of the ground, so I can, you know, something that's happening at that end rather than us yeah. seeing at the air end, and we can see what we can do at the air end now. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know, Nick, but I'll bring you in here. But Van Hecker. What would you think about it? He took a little while to warm up, didn't he? Oh, he was really worrying them first few touches, really. We just thought he's going to give this away, but that has been a nerve-wracking first half. And uh, I think Jason Steele's had the most touches, which I think tells you quite a lot. Uh, oh, mate. But the goal was good, wasn't he? I mean, Dunk was... Again, I think Dunk's been quite uh, dodgy with his passing out from the back, but he, he set up the goal, is that right? He set yeah. up the goal. Right, he passed it to Mitsumo. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, but I mean, it's quite telling there's half the ground is empty. You won't see that on the telly, I don't think, tonight. But one half of this ground is completely empty, and uh, I don't think Stoke are really enamoured with this team they're going to work with at the moment. No, and given that it's only 15 quid for a ticket as well. Um, we, I think Brighton have sold out our allocation uh, there must be about 3,000 fans here something like that or it, feel, it feels like that whether it's that many I don't know but, but it's certainly busy anyway Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a better second half because I think we're just going to put a bit more pace into it I think we're just slowing it down too much please and they're going to have to come at us in this second half so we'll hit them on the break I think as well so I think I, I still see us winning 2 or 3 nil, but we've got to make it a lot easier than we did that half yeah, final thoughts before we go back in, Alan? Yeah, I think uh, Boyd Donati seemed to be playing far, far on the right. I think he'd be better suited a little bit more inside. I'm yeah. just wondering if I might swap him around with Sarmiento, put him out on the out, out wide for a little bit, put Boyd more in the middle and see see what, what that can do. Because I really don't want them, them to be taken off, particularly Boyd Donati. I really want to see him get a good 90 minutes and see if he can uh, do something more. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's wait and see. And with, they're attacking air end now, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully yeah. we can get a nice early goal, um, and we'll see where, 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 where we go from there, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll, well, we'll, we'll revisit again at the end of the match at the Albion. Well, about seven minutes to go. We had quite a few substitutions, and Brighton don't look quite as comfortable as they did the, the, earlier on in the first half and the second half. But uh, it's time to prove me wrong. Good to see Danny back and looking quite uh, lively on the pitch, but yeah, a number of substitutions were just looking a little bit less comfortable on the ball as we were, but uh, <clears throat> keep the faith. Tarek's getting a, uh, a load of shit. 
And actually, you know, we're now six minutes to go. The Stoke fans have finally woken up, I have to say. The sign went up for four minutes, added on time. We've just had a corner. It's now up the wrong end, as in Stoke we're attacking. Well, let's see how we go. We think about 30 seconds left. It's in the wrong half of the pitch right now. It's a throw to Stoke, but there's no Roy Delap, so it's fairly feeble. So Danny Welbeck on the ball. It's coming this way. Can we finish off with a final flare? Uh, and Cesar gets bullied off the ball yet again. And they just tackled poor little, poor little Tarek Lamperty. He's only little. That's it. Final whistle. We win one nil. Stoke look dejected. We were lucky, I'll tell you what. We were, we were like, we are all over them, but we should have been them five out, three or four. And they had some chances. Just got 11 o'clock back in the hotel room reflecting on the uh, evening really and starting to think about comparing it to the Charlton game really and um, you know the difference in sort of quality and levels things like that but um, having scored that one goal this evening compared to the, the Charlton game where um, for whatever reason we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net for Toffee um, yeah I think having got that goal this evening being ahead um, we just look more comfortable afterwards and yes they had chances and certainly towards the end we had chances but they didn't really try and play until you know, really 10 minutes to go so they, they sort of suddenly found a bit of um, an idea that they were in a cup match and they didn't step it up a bit they would uh, get going uh, the crowd were very quiet the ground was quite empty I don't know what you could see on the telly but certainly um, all of the from the left, where the uh, away supports were everything on the left was empty and I think that's where the TV cameras were um, speaking to the stewards they hadn't reduced the price of tickets and there was, seemed to be a bit of a protest from uh, home fans they wanted 30 quid for adults and uh, 20 quid for children so considering I think we were there for 12 quid tonight um, that seemed probably a bit, a bit expensive I guess a Tuesday night but yeah, to me I would think Premier League opposition if you win, you can sort of say you were there for 
part of the journey to Wembley. Who knows? But um, yeah, I think the consensus, I mean, sort of uh, the Brighton fans was job done, really, and a lot more. Certainly, um, a lot of substitutions in the second half that kind of lost our shape a bit and lost a bit of a an edge. But um, yeah, it was all done. And yeah, talking to Stoke fans again, rather surprisingly. Um, you know, they were pleased with their performance well don't really know uh, what they were watching or what they were, had to be pleased about but uh, I guess each their own so uh, yeah onwards upwards through to the next round looking forward to draw um, quite fancy Blackburn away um, but uh, time will tell stand or fall up the Albion so Lewis Dunk then with his 400th game for the Albion, which is quite remarkable actually. The number of players that have done, that have played that number of games in a professional, um, yeah, professional capacity, and obviously the number of players that have done that for the Albion as well is is pretty rare. But uh, yeah, it's fair to say it wasn't a perfect game from him, but he did also help set up that goal from Danny. We- uh, sorry, the goal for for uh, Ferguson in the first half as well. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. It was a tough watch that wasn't it um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the first half was a little bit frustrating we scored but it wasn't great and then the second half they changed their tactics a little bit got a lot more robust didn't they yeah, um, yeah. and then uh, you know but we defended well I mean Casido for me was the man of the match obviously it's always, I always say it's always different when you're there live I mean if yeah. people are watching on telly I mean I've heard Van Heck played well yeah yeah. Um, and obviously Jason Steele you know, yeah. a couple of good saves. Yeah, yeah. And there, there was one, one save at the end of that first half that we talked about at half time that was, uh, that was exceptional, wasn't it? And I thought they were going to score off that, but it was a great save. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always say, you know, you might be pushing for a, a slot in the uh, first 11, you know. Yeah. But I, I doubt it somehow. Um, so yeah, like I say, I feel like, I was saying to you on the way back to the car, I feel like we felt when we beat West Brom, we keep feeling that sort of feeling that we should have done a lot better. Everything felt a little bit off today, didn't it? We didn't quite make the passes we should have done. Yeah. We didn't quite. The accuracy wasn't quite there, was it? There was just that, that those errors or the, the ball was either slightly too long or the pass was just slightly not quite on angle and it ended up being able to be picked up a little bit easier than maybe it normally is. Although then they were able to compensate and win the ball back. Uh, and that was something obviously which, uh, we didn't used to have in our armoury but they'd make a mistake but then they could rectify it uh, and I think that kind of got us out of jail a little bit didn't it yeah Casido basically if there was a mistake made he, he tidied it all up didn't he and put himself yeah. about whereas I don't think any of the other um, sort of newer players I don't think they were expecting that type of game today I think getting battered off the ball easily weren't yeah. they yeah yeah I mean it didn't help that the the challenges were going and were a bit tough. It then, was physical, wasn't it? It was really physical. The, the the classic Stoke on a Tuesday evening. Although we've just listened to a, a, an interview with Jason Steele, yeah. and uh, he, he used the word Tuesday five times yeah. in, a, in about a thirty second interview, which was quite funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're now well aware that we were in Stoke on a Tuesday night, aren't we? Yeah. Are we? What's the day today? Yeah, it's Tuesday, and it's oh, cold. Yeah, it is cold. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Yeah, well, it wasn't wet or windy, but it was cold. But um. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the, that's the main thing, isn't it? We've won for the first time in Stoke in God knows how long. So, yeah, absolutely. Know. First time in that stadium yeah, yeah. that we've ever won a game. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have to admit, the uh, stadium, like we said, was half empty. I don't think they'll, yeah. they'll notice it on the telly, but it was literally, you know, 
There was Xander had the main TV cameras in was completely un- empty apart from the hospitality area. Yeah. And there was the whole corner the, the stand that we were in. Yeah. And there were a lot of gaps even in that main stand that was opposite. Yeah. They tried to fill it up as much as possible. Yeah. That was disappointing really because I think if they had filled that ground and they had got a bit of atmosphere going yeah. they might have had a bit of momentum for that second half but they really was just nothing was there to, no. to push them on. Not even one Delilah. No. Nothing. So yeah so um we're, we're on to the next round so who have we got in the quarterfinals oh gosh yeah so well City at the moment I think they've just just won yeah uh, they've just beat, beat Bristol. Bristol yeah uh, and um, well obviously we've got Fulham have just beaten Leeds yeah and there was a, a championship side Blackburn and beaten Leicester just beaten Leicester so I, I, I'll take Blackburn personally I, I, for one it's another way we could do or yeah. if we got them at home yeah well um, I think that's quite doable yeah, so in, in that in this set of games today, I think we'd we'd prefer Blackburn at home, another yeah. another championship team. Um, what about tomorrow's set of games? We've got so uh, Grimsby are playing, aren't Grimsby they? Grimsby and Burnley they play Fleetwood. Um, yeah. So Burnley going to win that, aren't they? You'd think, yeah. You would think, and it's a bit of a local derby for them as well. Though it's not too far anyway. Yeah, I'd like to avoid Burnley at all costs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the, the fewer times we have to play, we have to play them again next season, from the look of it, that, that looks fairly inevitable, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think Southampton versus um, Grimsby. That the winner of that draw, I think, is the one we want. For yeah. yeah, yeah. That or Blackburn, I think that's what we'll go for. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just hope that we pick up the standard for next Saturday against West Ham yeah it's looked, it just looked a bit sloppy wasn't it I mean obviously there was that opportunity for Undav which looked it did look difficult but the keeper was completely out of the box uh, had kind of come to get the ball completely messed that up but Undav had two players sort of uh, closing him down and just sort of panicked a bit and the ball just went wide uh, on, on the goal but but that would have been an interesting goal if it had gone in wouldn't it that would have been quite quite impressive yeah i, I I don't know what it, again I don't know what it would have looked like on telly it looked like a really hard chance I don't think you could give him pelters for missing it but um, he didn't again he didn't quite look like it but none of the team did so it wasn't just him was yeah, it no. so and like you said um, a couple of the new lads who came on didn't look quite as fast as we thought they would but again they, yeah. they've only just started yeah. so it was just a little bit off the pace wasn't there and, and, and easily muscled off there were times when yeah. the Stoke players they'd literally just put out an arm and just dragged them back yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. you could see you, oh we've been told to get back in lane yeah um, Trying to move, change, changing lanes. There you go. Cars well, are talk to you. Cars, I'd agree with your opinion on the Cisco. So yeah, um, I think that was it. Really, I don't think yeah. it, it was a really underwhelming sort of performance. To yeah, be honest I, with you. I, well, we nearly had our spirits lifted. Welbeck hit the post, didn't he? And that 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 would have been a nice goal to have gone in uh, when he came on. Uh, and I suppose the interesting thing was when they brought on um, Herman Munster, uh, number forty-five for Stoke, who like this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. who's about seven foot. Who, Look like, yeah, Herman Yeah, they were doing his bolts up on his neck when he came on. <laughs> they were, yeah. I think rather, rather than putting his number, was he number 45 or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. He, he reminded me a little bit of Mark McGammon, so a bit of a trolley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fortunately, he didn't threaten us in the box, but there was a few points. He came on just before they took a corner, didn't he? That we'd given away oh, as yeah, well. It was yeah. infuriating. But yeah. anyway, fortunately, it didn't back, it didn't bite us on the bum. But yeah. I think you're right, we do need to pick up our to pick it up so well let, we'll hand back to Russell I uh, hope you enjoyed the songs hope you enjoyed uh, uh, our reflections 
and uh, yeah we sound oddly downbeat considering we're in the finals. finals of the and one game away 90 minutes away from playing at Wembley again yeah, yeah. which is phenomenal and, yeah. our, and our records sort of like in the world for the last sort of four seasons we've managed to get into the last 16 three times out of four in the last four seasons so yeah, yeah. case there yeah here we go we're off to Wembley Wembley well, nearly <laughs> one game away from Wembley we're, we're yeah. close yeah yeah so what well, yeah so hand it back to Russell up the Albion up the Albion stand or fall and all that Yes, thanks again to Al there, to Nick also, to Clive, to Scott and to Alan for their contributions to this match day special. So we've made it through. 1-0 win away at Stoke into the quarterfinals for the third time in six years. Um, that's better than we've done pretty much in the rest of our history. <laughs> so uh, not too bad going. Uh, as I record this and as we publish, the draw has not been made yet because there are further games to be played the following day, namely Wednesday evening, uh, after which we'll know who we might have. But at the moment, I'm fancying the notion of Blackburn Rovers, home or away. That's the best-looking option from uh, the quarterfinals after Tuesday's games, at least. Um, what we could do with is West Ham beating Man United, I reckon, at Old Trafford. Um, that would certainly make things a little bit more convenient. But anyway, we'll see how that all tan pans out. We'll be back to talk about that draw and various other bits in a mini-special extra that we'll be doing later this midweek as Paul Barber is in town. That's London town we're talking about for the latest Seagulls over London meeting as his next guest appearance. It's his first time for about 11 months, so we'll be hearing his reflections on that game, no doubt, but mainly his thoughts on various matters, including renewals of season tickets and uh, other policies, including... I believe, uh, some other announcements that are coming up. So details on that to follow uh, in our next episode. Until which, thanks again to our contributors for this match day special. And as always, stand or fall, up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.